0: It's Chris Herb, and welcome to the Triple Clicks Video Game Marketing Podcast. For anyone who's immersed themselves into the world of Gary V, you'll know my next guest by his first name only, Tyler. Tyler Schmidt is Gary Vaynerchuk's right hand in the head of Team Gary. While Gary and Tyler were on a West Coast swing, I got him to stop by the office and talk a little bit about the world of Gary. What it's like to manage Gary's schedule on a daily basis. How the collaboration of K-Swiss came to be and its evolution, where Team Gary sees the gaming space, and what it's like to be a senior at Penn State when it all goes down. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Tyler Schmidt. Welcome. Up, Thanks for coming all the way out here, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. For context, for people who don't uh, know you, everyone that listens to Gary Vaynerchuk knows Tyler. Like, everyone <laughs> has heard the name Tyler before. What? Uh, give us the day-to-day of what, uh,
1: what you do on Team Gary V. Yeah, so I... Um I manage manage and run Gary's life is what what he puts it as a lot of. And whether that's right hand or assistant or chief of staff or don't have a title. I didn't want to put a title on it because I know it's it's everything. Yeah, uh, I, I just help him get through his
0: day to some people listening to that that sounds like the worst job yeah <laughs> like because that dude is 24 7 legitimately for real like a, i've seen it like a hundred percent what's like what's a day look
1: like like what's in like an average day yeah an average what day happens? i would say i wake up on average at six forty five, and i've just in the last four or five months started sleeping with my phone away from my bed mm-hmm. but uh first thing i do wake up i now use alexa in the morning wake up phone 20 minutes whatever respond make stuff make sure stuff's good calendar remind what remember what he's got to do in the morning email Shower. And you're not booking the calendar. You've got someone to help now. Yeah. On the calendar. Yeah, so now two people easier. actually. Oh, but um <laughs> that's Yeah, now, yeah. Cheaper. Well the, the Max who who just started in the last two months, it takes time. And also when you're now three people, it's harder with context. See, that's the thing. It's like the keeper of context. Yeah. He does so much and runs through his entire life in the moment. And yeah, he, we we joke, he he lives totally in continuum. So like he doesn't know, you know, like he he's so good at he sees a face and he immediately remembers everything. But yeah, I remember the first time
0: he, I met the first time I met him. He was like, yeah, I, like I tried to tell him. and He's like, I know everything
1: already. Yeah, but, you know, he yeah, was kind of was skipping he, ahead. He does, and he mm-hmm. has just, this, this good recall, but he doesn't spend time like planning or yeah thinking about things in advance. Tr- like, what do you got? Twenty people on the team now. Our team is now 32 full time
0: people. 39. So, yeah, this is an old podcast. <laughs> yep. It's even
1: growing. Yep, it's so, insane. And this and, is and just it's Gary get
0: more. Yeah. and, and Yeah, is Gary V. Team, as opposed to he's the CEO of VaynerX. I do a ton of stuff with you guys on Vayner Media because mm-hmm. we have co clients where we collaborate on a ton of stuff. And then I work with Justin on yeah. Vayner Sports. And so we collab on, on stuff over there. Yep. We met through all that. And now the Gary V thing, which I don't really mess with, which yeah. is where you're central is we're just kind of friends but i wanted to you're in town i appreciate you coming out i want to dig into like a little bit of that stuff uh but i know you do a lot more than that so i want to
1: yeah so uh, again day to day is just 24 7 like um i've now conditioned to where is he what's he doing what's he thinking of is he hungry you know where's he going tonight he just landed or he's getting ready to land any four minutes he might call my phone and be like, where am I going? What am I doing? Sure. And just pick up. And it's just a sense of comfort. Yeah. You know? He, he's got so much going on. Because you can't have it down the best way. It. And he just, you know, I'm like, pick up the phone and...
0: The, the growth is crazy because I think... You, when did you start? 2013? 2013. So you started in 2013 and the Gary Vee brand wasn't the level that it was now. Super successful business side. Yeah. But the persona thing blew up in
1: the last 18 to 24 months? Yeah. I would say 24 months. Um... He did a he did a podcast. He went on uh he went on Power One oh five one. He he was doing some stuff with Shaw. He he started really it started with David Rock and the and the Daily Vlog. I yeah. remember the first time I had just started working for Gary's assistant. Kid David comes in and uh he's like, We're gonna film a full day of my meetings and it was like the most abstract concept. <laughs> you know, Casey was doing Vlogging, vlogging was around as, as a concept, but it was yeah. people that weren't like they were telling stories or whatever. It wasn't a meeting Fortune five hundred like yeah. clients. And so I remember the first like email. was like, "We'd like to record this meeting," and they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> is there a lawsuit coming? Why are we recording? Yeah, this? yeah say, well, the the files, this the the terabytes of footage are like extremely <laughs> secure because
0: yeah, you save ever is everything yeah. for the last
1: yeah everything's documented. two or three years yeah. That'll be that, his, that's that'll literally be his absolute legacy in yeah That's the years dip back now. into it.
0: Because I know you guys did it with gaming when the Ninja Drake thing. Mm-hmm. I can feel that when Ninja Drake is happening. While that's happening, I know
1: he's calling someone being like, pull all the footage of me saying this is mm-hmm. coming, right? And we just have a totally, everything's captioned now. Yeah. And we're going, we're backlogging everything. So there's just a database. You can just type in... Esports, Chris Herb, and every time he's ever mentioned your name, it'll come right up. Oh, that's right crazy. It. Boom. That's a good database. Cut it. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen,
1: impressive. Yeah. So it grew, so how many people was so you had D started... was 280 started. people. Okay. They, they, I started there, I started as community manager. Uh, I came from a hospitality background. Yeah, you Penn State grad. Penn State grad. We just talked about my team's better than your team yeah, in football. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's debatable. Um, hotel restaurant management. I went and. I wanted to work at a small company, and I started working at a company called The Taco Truck out of college. Only wanted to do their marketing. Left there. Ended up at Vayner. Met Gary and AJ playing basketball. Yeah, I heard that
0: story. Of, yeah. yeah what would you get a call, 10 p.m.? or like? Yeah, the basketball. night before.
1: And, I, and then I was living out in Jersey, and I'm like, hell yeah, fuck that. I'm definitely going to start. Yeah, you want me to show up and play basketball? Amazing. Then AJ asked me to be his assistant, and I was like, the last, you know and AJ at the
0: time is brother of and CEO COO COO yeah okay. younger
1: brother co-founder running uh, running the day to day so that was day-to-day.
0: so as you get called into the CEO COO get into that basketball game 22 years old yep cracking <laughs> cracking mm-hmm. into
1: that senior level yeah and it was uh i think of that day i remember like do you want to do this and i was like yes i just to me it's service and that's what it comes back to and and that's the the core of what I do day to day for Gary is just be of service. Yeah. Throughout oh, his personal life, investments, colleagues,
0: you know. Yeah, and so he you know, he's got VaynerX, which is VaynerMedia, 137, PureWow, mm-hmm. Empathy, a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that shocked a lot of people that I know, like as I'm kind of closer in a little bit, I know that you run and manage the case with stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk a little bit about that because I think that's yeah. a great example of something really interesting. How how did the case with collab come up? You know, what was the first jump off for of that?
1: Well, the craziest thing, I think, about how it – like, it's impossible to put an understanding for people on the amount of inbound that's coming in. The CEO of Casus reached out to Gary through an online inquiry form. So Because you, you can't think, find him otherwise. So now, if you think about the amount of online inquiries f- that are coming in, sure. and the vetting of all those, and if you miss five, and one of them is from the CEO of K-Swiss, you don't see it, and away you go. But he reached out and he said, hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you about doing a deal. You know, we're thinking about getting into entrepreneurship. And so we set up that meeting. Just We set up a lot of very interesting meetings that they meet and they get to know each other, and away you go. And at the, and nowadays, you can have that meeting because, like,
0: I don't know if this is going to go nowhere, but this is great content. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like... We'd like to do a partnership with you. And Gary doesn't do, like, you know, hey, swipe up to buy this shoe and, like, you know, 10% off or this. And he's like, no, I want to put your signature on the shoe. I want to be, a you know, Nike as athletes, Adidas as artists and celebrities. We can't play in those lanes. We're going to be the sneaker for entrepreneurs. And uh, and so then they did, you know, after two, three meetings, and I was – I was early on, there was another uh, kid on on our team that was working under me, Sean McMillan, and I was very focused on being Gary's assistant, scheduling the whole nine, and that was what mattered the most to him, and this kid Sean was working on our team when we first did the deal, and he kind of massaged it, getting off the ground from a product perspective, and I think we did, uh, the deal was the first sneaker, we did two different colorways, we were going to do twenty seven hundred pairs total, and and the drop was online or and the drop was online strictly through KSwiss com. Okay, and, and in Gary's head,
0: what is the what's the benefit? Just first entrepreneur with a sneaker, uh, uh, the upside meaning what what it could you get a thousand into? You get, yeah, you get a thousand offers. totally shoes shoes the growing space first to do it like you don't care about revenue it's just a brand yeah
1: it was never about the money and it's it was about i think i could impact their brand and in turn impact ours and if we pull it off amazing and if we don't i put out a shoe with my signature on it i always thought i also thought
0: I also thought it was like you guys are building a Death Star and you want to point it at a brand. Yeah. Like his co- his constant conversation is, "I'm going to buy brands. I'm going to buy a brand and point some at it." I felt like case
1: case West was a test it's, case. It's been an amazing amazing test case. But what I was going to say was, we we're going to make 2,700 pairs. Gary wanted to put a little bit extra juice in it. We went and sold in a deal to a company to purchase another 2,700 pairs for, in exchange for, like, I think Gary was going to give two keynotes internally for them. Nice. And uh, as we're, like, going through it, I'm like, I don't, I, I, we're going to, we could sell all these shoes. Yeah. And so we ended up killing the deal and then had 5,400 and crashed the website on the first night and just, we've been off to the races. Yeah. Success, and you're you just dropped the four. The 004 okay. will release uh, globally on Monday, the 10th. Okay, Today's you
0: June, did it early with my boy Gaston That's and exactly Network. That's exactly right. And Network, good fam- family, friends of ours. Yeah, so, uh, I was super stoked to see you guys working with those guys. So. Yeah, I know I mean, Gary was out for the for the I mean, last one. Yeah,
1: I think, early so. on after they had launched, and it was a live. This was a little different. Gary's been just traveling so much, we couldn't get him in the studio, um, but. Same theme. Cool people doing cool stuff, taking yep. risks, trying stuff out.
0: Former meltdown comics spinning yeah. out into the, the digital space, which is great. Yeah. Um, and so you're working on and you're working on the fives or fives and sixes or five.
1: Yeah, like five. Well, fours just got wrapped up. They'll launch a week from today and then the old five is I think gonna be is the most I've been like soup to nuts, hands on involved. Sure. Every every up until will be the 005s. It's been hey here's a silhouette put a colorway to it, put a theme to it and away we go. The 005 will be built from the ground up all new silhouette yeah, so you all new can silhouette build. and
0: you're super involved in colorways and marketing and yeah. all that stuff how, how does that like this is Gary shoe Gary 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 mm-hmm. he really lands it off to you and lets you kind of run that stuff from the
1: yeah that's I mean the the most rewarding aspect of my entire life is that he just lets you rock People have to know that he's too busy to actually do
0: a yeah, lot of that stuff. But the empowerment's got to feel good. You're 25, coming out of Penn State, you, you've earned your, you've earned, you've earned your stripes. Yeah. You've been there a while. You knew what you're doing. You came in, but now it's kind of getting the responsibilities to run the shoe division, to run all this stuff. I know you're doing a ton with empathy and those mm-hmm. kind of
1: things. You as, what I've realized is, with people, and I think in work cultures and everything. Um, Corporations and process and everything drains what people can bring to the table, takes 90% of the way, Mm -hmm. And, and you only get the 10%. And you gotta be, and he's just built a culture of like, I just want people to act and do and provide and put it out there and go. And he doesn't worry about the color of the thread or the, he just, he can't operate the best business if he's doing that and he needs to put people around and yeah. Cool. Call your shot.
0: That's great. I mean, it comes from the hiring. Yeah. Is almost as important as firing. That's which exactly is, right. Which is his thing. So yeah. take a stab on that. I've always appreciated. There's You guys do quality work, but it's the quantity, which is always the impressive piece. Yeah. I think the marketing. I mean, you dig into that with Gay, Swiss, and Sith down and talk about, all right, here's his keynote, timing. Non-stop.
1: Yeah. And a lot of it is the, the quantity is because you just don't know. And... Volume and everyone back to like you, you suffocate 90% because you just like, oh, you have to review that. Oh, you, someone has to give feedback. Yeah, I just tell it's plans. Ryan's job to give feedback. What's he gonna do? Say it's good and not give feedback. And yeah. then you, it's a day later, and guess what? Someone else put out the video before you. Yeah. And it went well. And then you didn't put it out. And then Ryan's like, oh, questioning his job. It, it's just, Go, 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 go,
0: go. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. I mean, you, people see the results of, of that stuff. How, how much marketing do you guys do around, like, with the four drop? Give me the, give me the top highlights of as you guys are building that out, because that's what I find fascinating is how much energy you guys, I mean, with all the things you could put energy behind, mm-hmm. he really is kind of valuing the case with relationship and kind of yeah. showing, to my point of being the Death Star, pointing mm-hmm. the fans and audience to it. Um, the, is he wearing them early? Yeah. Is there like a preview moment, like just to how I would launch a game, I guess? Yeah. As yeah. I think through that he's, stuff.
1: He he's been wearing them, uh, I think like three or four months now. They were actually supposed to come out closer towards the end of last year, and we made a call to just hold on them. We felt like we were putting a, a good amount into the market, and now with Gary's brand wine, he's getting into a lot of different kind of verticals. One thirty-seven p.m. Uh, and so we're cognizant about how much we're kind of putting out there. Um, but we've been laying different Easter eggs, and then the network portion was fun. Um, but what I've really, from a partnership perspective, I think is there's so much. But, like, you, when you sign up to be a partner with someone, just give more than they give you. Yeah. It's going to work out. Yeah, and especially if it's going to be long-term relationship. Yeah as
0: opposed to the short. I mean, that's kind of what we've built our business on as long-term partners.
1: And so he's always, it's like, why would I not want to do this full blast? Yeah. Because it's going to build, you know, and, and then the, the, like, who, Patrick Buchanan has been the head of marketing for K-Swiss through the entire relationship he left three weeks ago. Mm. Wherever he's going and whatever he's doing, if he's talking amazing about working with Gary in the partnership, that's worth the whole thing because you don't yeah. know where those people are going to get in the room. Yeah. And so it's always about what we've learned is just always give, yeah. always give. When and I, so we could sit back and take and make them do all of it and everything, but we realize what we can do from a marketing perspective, from a rollout perspective, from getting the product into people's hands perspective, and then also very much stay in, in our lane. We're not trying to make Gary's K Swiss compete with the Virgil collection. Yeah. Just a different audience. audience. Yeah. For sure. You know? But everyone wants us to. All these people are, come spend money here, come spend money there. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Doesn't have to be
0: that way. Yeah, not totally. It doesn't have to be that kind of grind. I couldn't agree more about give more I when I was running Madden and I was doing promotions with people. We, you, I was doing promotions with Coors Light or Doritos, and I was always like, "We're going to get you promoted." Like this is you're testing video games, mm-hmm. and so I want so much success that they're going to flip out over what you're doing. And like my goal is always to get people promoted because wherever they're going to end up going is yeah, it's always uh, going to oh, come back. It's always going to come
1: back. Yeah, and um, you know that it's I've seen it now in the cycle of almost six years with them, the things that come back are just wild. Yeah. And until you live, until you operate that way, if I'm just going to blindly do this for you with no expectation, you, you, you don't believe that it's a, actually, yeah. he says karma is practical a lot. Yeah. It's just true. That's the interesting karma, thing. It's just like people want to do good things for people that did good things for them.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing I appreciated working with you guys so much is just how authentic everything is. Like, that's the thing that a lot of people probably don't have as much. You can see the videos and the consistency of the message and everything, but the message is actually lived, which is a cool thing. Like, I've worked with you guys for a few years now. And... At, you know, Gary remembers everything, and you guys deliver everything you say you're going to do. And it's just the authenticity and in, in what you deliver across those things is the thing that that a lot of people don't get to see, which is, um, which I think is a good stamp on kind of the brand. And I know that's the goal of what you guys are building out. Mm-hmm. But the more that people can advocate for you, just to prove that like what you're, it's not just words or lip service. It's that's the real
1: deal. Yeah, and I, I this concept of like work life balance. That's where my head keeps going because. What I think a lot of people separate is their actions when they're doing work and their actions when they're living. Mm-hmm. And so what I think Gary lives is a life that it's the same. I do, I, I, my work is my living and my living is my work. And there's no difference between me and you sitting down. Is this a business relationship or a personal relationship? Yeah. I don't know. But people ask me if I would have a business phone. Like, why don't you have two phones? It's like, because then I'd have to make a decision which phone Chris' number is going into. And then if we're business colleagues and then we become, like, good friends, am I supposed to, like, transport his number over? And so, like, that's the thing is I think a lot of people live in business of transactional, but then their life, they have their good friends. And if you treated the people you do business with like you did your best friend... You'd yeah. enjoy it a lot more and you'd probably see a lot of benefits. But then that's where like the hustle, like he's you know, this whole hustle culture and like working, 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 and like people knock on that and you need your time away and everything, but it definitely creates more work. Yeah. It creates more work, but if you're enjoying it then It's not really work what's work.
0: Yeah, you know. Totally. Yeah, I get that. Like when I started the agency I we I have kids and I told my wife there's gonna be a lot of time here, but mm-hmm. it's like you know I run a video game business like I, I love what I do like my kids are dying to come in here and like look at my Doritos packaging or my sodas and play video like it's just a great thing and it's I love like I wake up in the morning I do the same thing I get up at 6:30 and I the first thing I do is the phone's next to the bed and be like fuck what happened on the East Coast this morning yep. right so I try and catch up as well but yeah I don't have there isn't a moment where I don't enjoy Kind of what I'm doing. So I blend that. You do run into partners who don't think you're authentic because you're like, well, you're kind of, and I'm like, you spend enough time with them, they learn, like,
1: this is just kind this, of what it this is. This is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you
1: then go- you have to, if you are operating at such a level and you are genuine, that's the thing that I also very much have learned from him is like, if you are being genuine, to, like, and you know you are, like, you're going to end up letting some people down. But if you know that you're trying, like, you can't live of, like, I let that person down. Like, you know? and yeah. like, oh, like, what's he going to think about me? Like, if I know I'm doing my best for people... Like yes. I gotta be able to go
0: to sleep with that.
1: Yeah, and you give them
0: clarity and transparency in yeah. the journey, and mm-hmm. like you'll make it up in the next one. Or and that's like that
1: communicating. Works. That's what I've been thinking about. What do I do for a living? I just communicate. Yeah, I like, go over communicating is the biggest thing, and people spend so much time having conversations with themselves rather than just talking to the other person about it.
0: Yeah, totally. And we're an agency, so we we go chase and pitch things, and I'm my whole thing is like make sure the clients seeing exactly like show them the emails, share stuff like transparency on that stuff because this is we're a team, like yeah. right. It's always about collaborations together. So mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the gaming. Yeah. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, where where are you guys on gaming in general? Like, I know you built a t- Twitch area in, mm-hmm. in the studio, and, mm-hmm. and you guys play a lot. Yeah. We'll get into your personal game because yeah. you're a hardcore gamer. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you guys from a gaming perspective? Where do
1: you see the landscape for gaming? So there's a, a couple different things that I, I would... Say about where we and obviously Gary personal and then Vayner Media and Vayner X, but um, Gary's been talking about it a lot for many, many years, but hasn't everyone's start your own team, start your own esports organization, invest in Liquid, Phase, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, why don't you just buy one of them or start a tournament or you know, put a uh, AVI in Fortnite and I think what he does very well and you only see it afterwards is like the timing of when things really go versus learning. Yeah. And the upside in learning and staying a free agent and being Switzerland versus placing a bet early and then boxing yourself out. Yeah. That's done a lot more damage probably and good for people. I was like they they're playing the field, and then they have to make a call, and they make it maybe just a bit too early, and they're like, oh, you know. And then if you're going to be a good partner, like all this face, cl- you know, you've seen Tifu face clan, what's going on, yeah. and like, there's two sides of that argument. Is like, well, he signed the contract, you know, he gave him a bad deal, but like, did he, did they really put him on? And then you like the splitting ways, you know. You think is Gary going to be with K-Swiss forever? Yeah. I don't know, but I know that when – if and when the relationship comes to an end, it's going to be the, – the hardest work is going to be making it the most amazing breakup. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think – And so that's with, with Gary from gaming. That's him in the space. Just, you know, Sean Doris and, and like, Space Station, they've been long time – like real good friends with Gary, and so he's, he hasn't made any official plays anywhere, but where I'm most excited is with one thirty seven p.m., which is coming up on a year old. Okay. It's really just been a foundational year, understanding kind of the landscape a little bit. We collabed a little bit the Super Bowl party with yeah. Mortal Kombat stuff, which and, was fun. Yeah, Appreciate that was that. a that was good gig. It was. That, <laughs> that was, so a, good, that was yeah. a good gig. It was a good good hangout in yeah. Atlanta. Um, and we're going to really start going into this space in terms of media coverage yeah and then it'll 137 p.m is really going to be an evergreen brand and i think we'll have a hopefully like doing things the right way and patiently have a lot of you know free reign of how we want to
0: play it yeah no i think i think it's smart i understand it it's you almost look at it a little like the Bitcoin culture yeah. of before you kind of invest you know, yeah. understand the space because I think the Tifu stuff is interesting just because you know the contract says one thing they haven't collected this stuff and it's mm-hmm. and he's a young kid when he signs it and now he's not a young kid and how did you get there and you know you got help to get there but you also you're the talent like so mm-hmm. it's a complicated space and you know I just interviewed somebody who's from CA who's managing talents and it's interesting because I think those guys can do a lot for the talent but then are the talent ready for that and who You you know, I don't need to be put on because the whole Mm -hmm. the whole genesis of everything right now is I don't need a middle.
1: I don't need the middle. Right. You just you know, I can talk to people directly. And then like the mental health aspect, which is uh, I've lived of like no one knows who you are and you have no money and you just play video games. And then a lot of people know who you are and you have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But deep down, nothing has changed about your life. But everyone around you thinks everything is amazing and there's nothing wrong with your life. But like you're still going through shit. And like how that affects humans and like the relationship. Like when he signed the deal, he was probably the happiest person in the world. And he's on the same deal and like it's with the same people and now he's like super mad about it. Who's at fault? There's yeah. a lot to that, and it's happening like crazy. Think yeah. about all these people—you get a million followers on Instagram. All of a sudden, you have a shitload of money. Still got the same problems.
0: Yeah, no, it's and you're, and then you start to get competitive because you guys advise people don't be looking at other people, but Ninja's doing these three things. How come I'm not doing these mm-hmm. three things? And it just, it does get interesting from a competitive space. I think um, it's, it's such a small piece of the gaming culture in general. When you look at the real world of all the games and kind of yeah. those collabs. Um we do a lot of stuff with Vayner uh media around kind of collabing. I think we're doing some stuff with Cures of War that we can't mm-hmm. talk about yet that's mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. and some fun stuff. Uh how often uh, how often are you playing in the
1: in the studio and I'm playing I I play probably let's see, two hours. I probably play like six hours of video games a week six to eight hours of video games a week there you go and which is hard to find those six hours in years yeah gary's and they're typically late night with my boys on Fortnite, yeah and then the occasional i just want to like play two games of fifa online yeah that's that's really because you're because you're yeah your epl yeah fifa and sports video games is like my eighth grade through end of college yeah it was a sports video games. Yeah, you were throwing out Madden covers. Got, yeah, got, Madden like was Madden. the fantasy, the dyna, dynasty like fantasy draft with people. That was serious. But then it was really a lot of like, all right, put your twenty bucks on the system. We're yeah, just gonna play. That yeah. was with all through high school and with my boys. But minus the glitches. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. Throw it backwards. Um, controller breaks. <laughs> uh, but the social aspect, I think thinking through it is like i don't uh I never played many games just like alone, yeah, like just like playing the game, it's a you know, I'm trying to thing think like campaign like what the best like campaign was. I don't, that, I don't think I've really ever, like, blown out a so long you know, like, time. I, like, I tried to play Red Dead 2, and I played for 45 minutes, and I was like, this is amazing, but there's no way I have the interest of, like... Yeah, you're not putting a 1,000 hours in Going that. through this. Assassin's thing. Creed, like... Yeah, uh, I was like, great, but, like, 45 Ghost minutes. Recon. Yeah. It would make me... It would remember of, like, back in the day when you, like, drive to Town Video, which was before Blockbuster, and you had the system, but you didn't have a memory card. And so you'd, like, play, but then each time you had to, like, restart it. So I think gaming was social, but right now it's, I'll play Fortnite. I'm fairly trash at it, but I play with my three boys, and it's just a way to catch up with yeah, them. Yeah, no, totally. And shoot the shit.
0: I, know, I saw you guys talking to Ninja, and you were working with some of those guys. How yeah. do those conversations go with <laughs> with those guys? How, how engaged is, do those guys know who they're, you know, yeah. with the Gary stuff, or how does that stuff Yeah, come? I think
1: that Gary acts as a big brother to, you know, a lot of, people that have new found awareness and uh, you're
0: playing it a little bit like the a little bit of the streamers like the music stuff which yeah, you guys are doing Yeah that's exactly right like how can we provide
1: you value Gotcha building those long-term relations Yeah it and it confuses the it really confuses people, how he operates
0: like that. With the gamers or with everybody? With
1: everyone and everything.
0: Yeah. It's long-term, right? It's so
1: long-term. Yeah. Who, who played Atlanta? Um, uh, T. Grizzly. Yeah. Lil, Lil' Key had opened up. Who now has a big number one radio song that he played there, which no one... So he's tight with T Grizz. He's very tight with T Grizzly. So that that was was a tight relationship. And that just plays off in a long-term relationship, right? The most exciting thing that I think we've done with K-Swiss, never saw the light of day. We recorded in the studio a song called Clouds and Dirt with T Grizzly. Gunna did the hook, Mm. who's... Yeah, arguably the biggest name in hip hop right now. Who you guys are super tight with as yeah. well? and Tierra Whack, who's gonna be the next? What happened female. to her? Labels. Say it again. Just labels and legals. Yeah. legal people, and yeah, got tied up at the last minute. But we had a full song called Clouds and Dirt. Gary was. It was
0: it's just ownership yeah. rights. Yeah, we should get DJ
1: Ski on the phone. It let's was, get this shit. Yeah, up. that was. Just, uh, let's put that on dash. That was two Super Bowls ago that we first linked up with him. Yeah, so let's just get that out so there. He'll help you get that stuff out. I have it on my phone. And I play it every now and again. There you go. That so that
0: would suck sick. if you left it here and I accidentally put it at the end of this. Uh, yeah, right?
1: So yeah, yeah. Just run it that shit out.
0: Yeah. Um, mixed by Ali,
1: like, it was...
0: I think that's a good example, though, of, like, the long-term relationships because he knows Tigres is going to be somewhere yeah. bigger. And mm. it's, just a, it's just a relationship. Like, you helped me get here, kind yeah. of.
1: Yeah, and um, he can help bring eyeballs and awareness. Yeah. No, I, that's that's the thing I love about it. He,
0: he'll, he'll get his value at the end, right? And I don't think people see the it's the marathon rather than the sprint, which you guys yeah. always say, which I think makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of good things to take away from that. I hope yeah. brands and businesses learn kind of just that investment. A lot of people are so, you know, the, the you guys aren't public because you don't need that th- every three months kind of yeah,
1: scrutiny. Which is amazing. But I think also the way people live their lives of like there doesn't have to be a reason why you do everything. Yeah, just do it because you enjoy doing it. Yeah, I think it's great. I think great. a lot of people are like no, 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 I don't know, no, and then like the other side of just like yes, 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 and see what happens. Yeah, so really I think that's it. what he does a lot of. Of like people are the second, he gets a text. Hey, can you? And he's just like yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah. he likes it. Yeah. What's the most? What are you most excited about the next twelve months? What
1: are you guys working on? 1.37 PM. For yeah, me. yeah, for sure. Um, ramping up the amount of content that we're doing, verticals that we're covering. Um, really making it pushing, pushing on social-first content and building the brand of, you know, the modern day built on the back of kindness and positivity for 15 to 45 year old male telling cultural stories the process glorify the process glorify the journey don't make it about the end tell stories about people's you know what they're really going through to yeah. get it done versus they got it done now they drive a nice car yeah or and and the like that's the, if, it ties into the emerging too of like let's just document there's so many cool stuff and cool things that are going on and people wait until there's something like who was Lil Nas X has had a following for a while yeah long before he put the song out he's making good content on Twitter and like if you had your eye someone should have been telling that story and those are the stories we want to tell yeah just be ahead of it yeah and they might not nothing might never come of it but so that's it, we're going to go into a lot of different verticals, and hopefully, make best-in-class content distributed on the platforms that are being used today, tomorrow, and uh, keep pushing that. Are you going to cover Manchester United or Liverpool? Let's talk about people yeah, more right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Proper football. Yeah, proper, football. proper so football.
0: So you're a man. You're a Man U fan. Yeah. Is it tough? Is it tough to watch these guys win this weekend? Or
1: uh, to be honest, no. Yeah, we didn't. You didn't deserve to be there. Not in the conversation. I just for sports in the household that I grew up in about sports, and even with Penn State, and I like am a diehard Penn State fan. Me and my dad always rooted for a good game first, no matter what. Like, it's because you're a Jets fan and you're not used to winning. Like, but like, it's... like I didn't grow up a big Jets fan. But yeah. like the Yankees, we were big. Uh, that that was the number one sport I watched growing up. Yankees, okay. of course, they were amazing. Yeah. But like, they got to the World Series, and my dad it would be like, "We just won Game Seven and in Ninth inning, and then the Yankees made the play every time, so it yeah, was like sure. fun. That's yeah, easy." But uh, so I I grew up in much more of. Which is another funny story. I grew up in much more of respect the sport, respect the game, watch it. It's the best drama that there is possibly over it must be my team that wins, except for Joe Paterno. Yeah. He was the only person that it was like on a pedestal. Yeah, all other athletes, celebrities, there's just we didn't there was no culture of like liking people because they were famous, except Joe Pa because he was he was the guy. And then, how did that shake out as a fan? Like, how I was you, a senior
0: at Penn State. Well, you were a senior when it all went down. Yep. Oh shit! That ruined your. Was, was your season finit? Was Was your season over when all that stuff happened, or were you in the middle of the season?
1: It was the the first news like broke just before the season, like right when we got back to school. Yeah. And uh, that there was the grand jury coming. Then there was more info coming out, and then. It broke on ESPN, and ESPN just invaded the campus. Yeah. Cameras everywhere. Were you, were you out in front of his house? <laughs> and, and it's funny. I, I would, rode my bike the day that he came out of his house. That We were just cruising around. But uh, the school was a wild place for the rest of the year from an organization perspective. Yeah. It was just like... Everyone didn't know what to do. And graduation different than the previous year? Like, everything was different Everything was different. Everything had to be—everyone was gut-checking each other. Yeah. Everyone was like, I need to make sure I'm not doing anything wrong. Down to, like, attendance in class. Yeah. All of a sudden, they were like, you didn't come to class? You might be out killing someone. Yeah. I was
0: like, well, that shit was monstrous. So I can't imagine. I had a, I have some friends that graduated there, and they had been gone a while, so it was hard for them to to really get a story of what what it was like yeah. on campus when some cause I went to the University of Washington, and like I had my shortstop like got us a, a couple of years banned for, yeah. from the, cause he's a football team and yeah. he got a Camaro and all that shit, yeah, which yeah. is like in, is the worst thing in the world when you get on sanction with your football team for something stupid. But then that, so you realize none of that matters when, when the shit that you guys yeah. went through. So. And then they,
1: they didn't go away. Like meaning they, the, the football program kept competing, kept playing the games. I made a lot of money betting the spread for like three <laughs> years on Penn state. They, uh, they just had some dudes that that brought the thing through, and it's a it's a better place for it now. Yeah, you which would, is you would probably hope you would a tough thing culture. to say. I don't mean it in that sense. No, but I mean, like, listen, you gotta you gotta clean that shit up. Yeah, that stuff
0: is the fuck. That's yeah, the it was worst just in the middle of
1: night. It was so. a total oasis.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. I would hope that that stuff. I'm surprised they didn't get the death penalty, but yeah.
1: Um, that's well, from the, the, an outsider's the, uh, perspective. Uh,
0: that listen to like that phone's buzzing. That's that uh, Gary Viewer. Right See, take that call. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk calls. we take yeah. a little break. Okay. We're back. Uh, what were you gonna ask me about gaming?
1: When did you what was your video games early on?
0: Dude, I'm old. Uh, my first arcades. When I was a kid, so I'm old. I don't talk about how old I am. But I was a kid when— Would you consider pinball video games? No, I didn't. No, I— Yeah. I was Pac-Man. I was Pac-Man. He like Johnny's doing the sink. He's an NPR kind of guy. So like <laughs> take video game advice from an NPR guy. Uh
1: I I feel like NPR has probably done some super in-depth Johnny's, coverage of s-
0: Johnny's way smarter than I am, but like you don't want to it's yeah. not a, he's got like three pair of shoes. So like nice guy. <laughs> uh lives on the beach. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah. life. I I got the first Atari like Atari was yeah. like that was my jam and I started
1: and have you just always loved video games yeah. and
0: you're in video games started there played video games forever and then my first real job out of college was a place called GameWorks mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg's and Sega mm-hmm. I was a marketing director for GameWorks mm-hmm. and it was great I was the marketing director at a desk I push a button I'm like chicken wings and a coke and someone shows up at my desk and I'm marketing <laughs> video games yeah. for a living like, yeah. it was like the greatest I was making forty grand a year uh, thinking I was sweet. king of yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Uh it was amazing. But yeah, I stayed there. I went to Wizards of the Coast, spent a long time with card games and Pokemon and D and D and Magic.
1: So Pokemon. Pokemon in the heyday. So. What was that like? Because uh, I I saw it as a consumer like for it was everything that's what I I was going through all the games I want to talk about I remember the exact place I was when I got handed Pokemon Blue in the game, game uh, box.
0: Yeah, well we were doing the so the cards when I came on I came on running partnerships and promotions and I was doing Dungeons and Dragons and that stuff and then some head, some people moved around and I took over the Pokemon stuff we we had a billion dollar month. It did it hit immediately. Uh, It was probably about a year A year and a half We were a freestanding company Magic the Gathering was was paying Uh the bills And Dungeons and Dragons came on a little bit after that We had bought that uh-huh. Pokemon probably I can't remember I'll get it wrong but nine months to twelve months and it was a rocket ship yeah. and it kind of took off and it was like we were closing down malls for promo cards like there was a mall in New Jersey uh-huh. that like had, yeah I think they had to shut the mall down because we had done a we had done a promo card there for a movie with the first Pokemon was it movie. the Mewtwo movie no it was the first I think it was just the first film I yeah. can't remember the name. But it was like we had seventy five thousand people show up to the mall yeah. to, to get the promo card. So I it remember was... buying the trading packs back in the day at Learning Express. Yeah, we opened a wizard store because mm-hmm. it was cheaper to open our own store. Yep. All right, back to... uh, We actually opened our own wizard stores because it was cheaper to open a retail store and not give up 50% of the card sales because we were selling so many mm-hmm. packages. Like, we did a... Uh, We did a kind of a mathematical if we printed cards versus took the cards off and printed $5 bills, which one would <laughs> w- we would make more money which way like we would literally make more money yeah. printing cards than $5 bills. Uh, It was crazy. So it was it was definitely a heyday
1: and then the cartoon, but the, the Game Boy game to me like when I think about Pokemon, I think what, about what year blue are you and thinking? Red. What year in your head
0: are you thinking? Uh I don't know. Because the I games so did well, but the cards just blew up. I mean, everything yeah. was based on that. To have a culture like that, to build it, it has to start in Japan. It has to start with a cartoon, mm-hmm. and then you bring it over. Like, there's a model for it, yeah. and we had just hit that model right. And the card, Like, the video games are, are the big dog now. The card yeah. game's still around, but the, the video games drive the revenue. We crushed the video games yeah. in that period. Yeah. It was all about the the trading cards and the secondary market and everything you guys talk uh-huh. about with sports cards. Um, First edition you put a gold stamp like we could tweak you could tweak the algorithm
1: what was your favorite card
0: i didn't play i was old enough to not play but i knew what to fucking collect so first edition boxes of pretty much everything i do have some charizard first edition first day in different languages that i've got psa graded so i've Mm -hmm. got uh my kids don't realize that i've (laughs) got a little bit of college sitting in uh, in the back for them but nice yeah it was crazy i literally was just Putting things away, yeah. Because like, I didn't work on magic; I, wor- I worked on every brand except magic. Mm-hmm. So I would get my magic cards and put them away, yeah. and just like stocks. Nice. Yeah, I don't and know I anything about magic at all. Uh, it's like. crazy. They just announced today. Is it a Netflix? Uh, Netflix show with the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's going
1: to be wild. right? It's going
0: to be crazy because the magic brand is amazing. Their audience is amazing, and they yeah. haven't done anything like this before.
1: So. Yeah, they just have. They have crazy in depth kind of like story and lore, right? So much. Yeah. Yeah, this you know they
0: could turn it into something really big. Same with you're seeing Dungeons and Dragons. I think
1: Harry something. Potter will be brought back as a uh, seven season HBO mega series.
0: Yeah, you think so? Yeah.
1: Which, and I think it's gonna be dark and gritty. You think it'll be the generation from the books, or? I think it will be. Okay. I think like twenty five years from now, or I don't know where, sure. whatever. But I always always envisioned it because I read the books incredibly, and then I think they dumbed down the movies heavily. Like the books were like. Darker, yeah. Darker. The dark. They got darker. The yeah. The like the more. last five, six, seven, and I think that would make some serious. Like, if you really went about like what you know, the murdering and just like depends on when the money runs out, right? Yeah. is when the show comes
0: around. Yeah. I mean, they do such a good job, kind of Warner Brothers and yeah. and those guys just kind of yeah. monetizing. Even mm-hmm. like the prequels, you'll have. Uh, oh my goodness! It, it'll it's be Star Wars be... post films and all yeah. that stuff, for sure. Yeah, other gaming for stuff. Yeah, I know it was your birthday yesterday. Yeah, traveling, mm-hmm. doing the birthday thing. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! Happy young birthday! Fuck, like I wish I was that young. So it's good times. Thanks. I know I'm gonna for come sure. out with ski. We're gonna sit down. Yeah, we're gonna do some real podcasts yeah, on, the, sure. on the on the people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> real we'll numbers. Gary, the whole nine. Yeah. So, but. uh and I'm going to be picking your brain a lot over the next year with all the one thirty seven p.m. Stuff. Yeah,
0: no, hit me up. You know, I've got Jorge in Florida who works for me. Like, he's a writer. Mm-hmm. L- happy to write articles for you guys and, and cover all that stuff. That would be so amazing. Yeah, let's collab for sure. Yeah. So thanks Sweet. for coming out. Thank you, bro.